Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine three quarters topic of the week is Was Snape a brave man? Hello listeners, I'm Rhea, and this week I'm arguing Snape was a brave man. And hello listeners, I'm Jem, and this week I'll be arguing that Snape wasn't a brave man. (sighs) I'm so upset. (laughs) If you're wondering, listeners, I was the one who assigned the positions for this debate today, and Rhea's really not happy with this, but I'm delighted. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get this over with. I hate this episode. (laughs) This is our worst episode. Don't worry, Rhea. You're going to suffer, and I'm going to be happy about it. I hate you. (laughs) So, there's a couple of different ways we could have done this. We could have gone through, like, every action that Snape ever took and evaluate whether it was brave or cowardly. But that made me feel like dying. So, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the different characters in Harry Potter. And we're going to decide if Snape is braver or more cowardly than each of them, basically. Right, well, you start, because I have no opening statement. (laughs) I have nothing to say. First character, Grawp. Albus Grawp Potter. (laughs) You were named after a giant who bravely fought off centaurs to come to the aid of Harry and Hermione. And also is a war veteran who fought against Death Eaters in the sixth book and the seventh book. <laughs> Grop the war veteran is amazing. <laughs> um, what am I supposed to do now? <sighs> yeah, Grop's brave. <laughs> is he brave? Maybe we should come up with a definition of bravery. I tried to Google the definition of bravery, and it was just like, bravery is courage, and then I just cancelled out of that window because I had no time for that. Yeah, I saw that too, but I dug deeper. I found um, a, mm-hmm. better, a better definition from, I think it was Oxford Dictionary, and it said, showing mental uh-huh. or moral strength in the face of danger or peril, which I think is a bit okay. of a better definition. All right, so Grop isn't brave because Grop was never in danger because he's so big and strong and hard to kill. Huh. Okay, do you have an example of Snape being brave, even though he was in danger? Um, hmm. No. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I have to take this episode seriously. 
Uh, yeah, Snape was in danger, like, all the time, because he was a double agent, and he was working with Voldemort, and could have been found out and potentially killed at any moment. All the time? Yes, 24-7. Okay, but Snape became a double agent near the end of the Wizarding War. It was pretty much, in my understanding, like, a week before Harry's parents were killed, he came to the side of Dumbledore, right? Yeah, I would say that's accurate. So he had that week that he was double agent, and then when the war began again when Voldemort returned, so from the end of book four to when he died in book seven, which was like two and a half years, three years. Yeah. Okay. So let's be generous and say three years. <laughs> three years. Okay. <laughs> um, how much of that time was Snape actively in Voldemort's presence or amongst Death Eater's presence? I don't know. Like, some of the time in the later books, he was around the Death Eaters. All of the time in the seventh book, because he was at Hogwarts and there were two Death Eaters there. Okay, so yeah, a year in the seventh book. Uh, there was the meeting with Bellatrix and Narcissa at the beginning of the sixth book, which I think was about an hour. Um, so we have a year and an hour, and then we have the first the week before Harry's parents were killed. So let's, let's round that yep. up to a, a year and one week. <laughs> okay. Do you do you want me to say like do, do you want me to count the hours that Snape was potentially around Death Eaters because look the series is not written from Snape's perspective <laughs> I just can't do that Gem there was lots of stuff he was doing behind the scenes I'm just saying like yes he was a double agent but because he was teaching at Hogwarts for like years five and six when uh, Hogwarts wasn't infiltrated by Death Eaters. He wasn't really in danger there. He didn't really have to keep up the double agent facade while he was at work for those two years. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> what's what's that got to do with Grawl? Oh no, I was just questioning your statement that he had to be, like, he was in danger all the time. Grawl's in danger because his species is endangered. But he's taken from the wild by his brother. Remember how he has a family who loves him? <laughs> Grawl does. He has a brother who loves him. <laughs> Unlike Snape, who's all alone, uh, Grop was taken from the wilds where he would have been killed and brought to Hogwarts where he would be safe. Okay. I mean, I, I can't really argue with that. I'm just saying, okay, but do you have an example of Snape being similar in a way to Grop? Like, of being brave similarly in a way to Grop? Really, he, like, actively puts himself in harm's way to defend people that he cares about. No, I do not have an example of that <laughs> that I can think of right now. Uh, see, it's debatable. The, the hard part of this is people that he cares about. But in the third book or third movie, maybe I'm getting that conf confused, didn't Snape put himself in front of Lupin as a werewolf running towards Harry and Hermione? Or is that just the movie? That happened in the third movie, okay. but um, it does not happen in the books. In the book, he is unconscious right. until Lupin is gone. Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I don't want to count that. All right, so. I don't think movie Snape counts, only book Snape. Yes, definitely. There's a big difference. And I think part of the reason why people can be quite apologetic to Snape is if they either haven't read the books or haven't read the books in a long, long time. Because <laughs> mm. he's a 
I can't say yeah. the C word because we might have American listeners who will be like, my stars, but he is. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. He's a word that Australians use a lot and others <laughs> find very offensive. Um. <laughs> All right. I mean, no, he's not. He's brave and I love him. <laughs> well, that was my first character. Uh. <laughs> and watch me struggle. Okay. Number two. Albus Buckbeak Potter. You were named after a giant bird thing that fought off a werewolf <laughs> and attacked Death Eaters at Hogwarts at, at the gates as they tried to flee after murdering Albus Dumbledore. I, th- I went for Buckbeak. It could also be Albus Witherwings Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Buckbeak. Look, I don't think that Buckbeak has enough sentience to be called brave. Whoa, 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 whoa. If he has enough sentience to be proud, so that if you don't bow to him, he'll, like, attack. I think he has enough sentience to know a noble action versus a not noble action. I disagree. (laughs) I think, like, animals that are objectively not very smart, like, say, a cat, like a house cat. I wouldn't say a house cat has a concept of bravery, (laughs) but it does pride, because cats get, like, very upset if they don't look the right way. (laughs) Okay, all right, I'll give you that. Maybe he's not aware of his own bravery. Does that make him more brave? <laughs> no, animals can't be brave. <laughs> that's, okay. That's my opinion. I'll, I'll come back to that later on. Albus Ford Anglia Potter. You were named after a flying <laughs> car who saved me from a <laughs> nest of acromantula who were intent on eating my flesh. I'm going to use the same <laughs> argument again and say that a Ford Angular is not sentient enough to have a concept okay. of bravery. Has Snape ever done anything similar to that? Saved Ron and Harry from Acromantula. Let's say saved Harry from imminent danger that was trying to kill him. Yes, in the first book. Well, he does that thing where he um, uses the anti-jinx or whatever to stop Harry from falling off his broom during the right, Quidditch okay. match. But see, what bothers me about that is, like, it's not, it's not like he was putting himself in danger. Like, Snape was just casting an anti-jinx. And really, I would expect that of any yeah. teacher. Because if Harry were to suddenly be thrown off his broom and, like, plummet to his death, I would have expected any of the teachers in the audience to be like, arrest him, momentum. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, to save him. Use magic to save him. Mm. So... I'm not really sure if I could class that as, like, being brave or just doing his job. Also, there's the fact that he was doing a counter curse to try and stop the broom. That was a match where it was Gryffindor versus Slytherin, right? Snape could have done some kind of other magic. If mm. Harry had been knocked off the broom, he could have done some kind of cushioning charm or arrest momentum charm to stop Harry's fall. But instead yeah. he stopped the broom. So Harry was still struggling to stay on the broom and the broom wasn't moving and Slytherin was getting goals. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems I. It's bad that I'm burning through my very limited supply of good deeds Snape has done so quickly, but I don't know if I could class that as brave. What was I trying to say? What was the point I was trying yeah, to? Make? I was trying to ask if. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Has Has Snape ever like put himself in danger to save Harry? Um. I. Uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I don't know if he's ever faced anything as terrifying as an acromantula before. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't really think of anything either. I mean, it's your job to think of these things. Did you like read Snape's? I know. Did you read Snape's timeline on Harry Potter Wiki? I read everything on Pottermore about Snape, and then I ripped my eyes out of my head <laughs> <laughs> so that I would never have to see anything else again. Oh God. Uh, okay, the only examples that I can think of of Snape facing some kind of like beast is in the third book when he's around Lupin. Yeah. But I want to save my thoughts on that for later when I'm sure you'll bring up a character that was related to that situation. <laughs> so I'm going to save that. Okay. And just say, uh, no, I don't think Snape's ever done something as brave as save Harry from a giant spider. Okay, so, so far Ford Anglia's looking pretty good. Oh, but you argue that it's not scenty enough to be brave. Okay. Okay. My next one. Albus Dobby Porter. You are named after a free elf who stood up to his slave owners to do the right thing, putting himself at risk of torture or, or punishment and execution. He lived as a free elf in a world that denied him that life. And he saved myself and my friends from Malfoy Manor, sacrificing his own life to do that. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> this episode's a terrible idea. No, I don't think Snape ever did anything as brave as Dobby. <laughs> Look, my entire strategy to get through this is just to tear down the people that you <laughs> send against me. But what am I going to say about Dobby? Oh, no, it wasn't brave of him to stand up against his fucking owners <laughs> when he was enslaved. That was cowardly. <laughs> what can I possibly say? <laughs> Uh, well, I can't tell you that. Like, you have to decide for yourself. Think of how you can pick at Dobby. Um, uh, well, Dobby say, uh, <laughs> fuck. Dobby sacrificed his life to save them from Malfoy Manor. Snape also lost his life protecting Harry. Not fucking really. He didn't know Harry was there. Voldemort wanted to kill Snape. He didn't want to kill anyone else. <laughs> Snape just kind of died, I guess. I don't know if he really gave his life. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like Voldemort was like, oh, I'm going to go to the castle and kill Harry Potter now. And Snape was like, no, you can't do that, and attacked him. That's not what happened. <laughs> no, it isn't. Voldemort was like, well, I guess I have to kill you, Snape, and Snape didn't get away fast enough. Basically. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Dobby defying Lucius is the same as Snape defying Voldemort, because Voldemort was his master, and that took bravery and defiance. I don't fucking know. Okay, I mean... I can see the similarities, except for the fact that if Voldemort tells Snape to do something, yes, there are measures in place that Snape can't really disobey, but he still can disobey. Dobby literally can't disobey, but he still managed to do it out of sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah, he managed to do it even though he had to physically punish himself with actual pain. <laughs> to do it, yeah. Whereas Snape didn't have to do that. It was all... It was risk, but there was no actual, like... Punishment for it. He never actually got hurt. No. He was never punished. He was just risking getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. This one's a bit easier. You might find this easier. 
Albus Narcissa Potter. You were named after the woman who held my life in her hands and had enough mercy to lie to the Dark Lord and save everyone. Look, if it's brave to lie to the Dark Lord once, <laughs> then it must be even more brave to lie to the Dark Lord a fuckload of times. But consider... And Snape lied to the Dark Lord a fuckload of times. That's fair, but consider Snape is a trained oculumens. Narcissa is not. That we know of. That we know of. She could be a trained Occlumency. She could be, but... Hey, hey, hey! Draco learned Occlumency from his aunt Bellatrix. Why would she not have also taught her sister whom she loves? That's a good point, actually. I'll give you that. So, yep, it's fair. Narcissa. Thank God. Narcissa could know Occlumency. Okay. Albus Draco Potter. You were named after a man who didn't turn over myself and my friends even though he definitely knew it was me. Look, Snape could have turned <laughs> Harry and his friends over to Voldemort as well, but he didn't. I'm just going to use the Narcissa <laughs> argument again. <laughs> if it was brave to do it once, then it was braver to do it many times. But what benefit would Snape have in turning over Harry? Um, The same benefits that Draco would have. Oh, yeah, right, sorry. Like, Voldemort would be like, good job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, but <laughs> Snape is also a Death Eater in this scenario. Snape was, sorry, Draco was in a very precarious position. Voldemort was using his house as like a home base, an HQ. Mm-hmm. He was terrified. His entire family was caught up in this war. He didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't want to fight or kill anyone. And he knew that if he did turn over Harry Potter, they would all be safe. But he couldn't bring himself to do it. I think that the only reason. Draco didn't turn Harry over, was out of self-preservation. Self-preservation. So, it would, wouldn't, it, wouldn't yeah. it be more, more sense to turn him over for self-preservation? No, it's a long-term plan. <laughs> He's playing the long game. <laughs> so in the short term, yes, it would make much more sense to just hand Harry over to Voldemort and, you know, there would be rewards and he'd be praised and all that sort of stuff. But in the long term, that's not a good idea because it means that Voldemort's still alive and there's no one who can defeat him. So Draco <laughs> has to be like, hmm, do I want to hand over the only person who can potentially defeat Voldemort and condemn myself to a lifetime with this hellish existence? Or do I stay silent, take a risk, and hope that Harry escapes from here and one day defeats Voldemort. And that's why it was done out of self-preservation and it wasn't brave. Aren't you just proving further into my point that he was thinking of the long game and he was thinking of taking a risk by being doing something brave and doing what's better for the entire world? Yes, but I don't think he wanted to save the entire world. I think he wanted to save just himself, which makes it selfish, which makes it less brave. Huh. Oh, that's that's a very bad precedent for me to set. <laughs> Fuck. Interesting. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> if you do something out of self-interest, it's not brave. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> what were Snape's motivations for turning into a double agent? Um, I don't remember. Next character. <laughs> <laughs> I do. His interests were purely out of self-interest. He wanted Lily Potter. That wasn't brave. 
He wanted Lily Potter, who he hadn't spoken to since they were 15. But later... <laughs> but later? But later, after Lily was dead and there was only Harry left, it was not out of self-interest that he chose to protect Harry because he would get nothing out of that. He hated Harry and he didn't want him to be around, so it's not selfish to protect him. But it still was out of self-interest because when Dumbledore asked why Snape was still doing this, he cast the Patronus, which was the dough. It was still for Lily in his head. Yes, but um, he didn't stand to gain anything from it. So it's it's not self-interest. <laughs> it's selfless. Oh, it's really not. Look, I can we move on, please? <laughs> it's not. Because just, <laughs> he's not looking at Harry as a person. He's looking at Harry as a thing that belonged to Lily. So, therefore, he has to protect it because it's a little bit of Lily still in the world. Yeah. If I just agree with you, can we stop saying this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next character. Albus Sirius Potter. You were named after my godfather who escaped Azkaban to save me from Pettigrew, the traitor. He risked capture to support me throughout my harder years at Hogwarts. He defied his family because their values were harmful towards the people that he cared about and the life that he wanted to live. He became an animagi, which is an excruciatingly difficult process, just to help his friend during his werewolf transformations. And he was a war veteran and a hero who sacrificed his life for the people that he loved and the cause that he believed in. Yep. Um, Sirius wasn't brave. <laughs> okay. Because. Interesting. Um, <laughs> whole hog gotta commit. <laughs> Sirius wasn't brave. Um, let's go with the first thing you said. Okay, so he broke out of Azkaban to save Harry from Pettigrew. Yeah. No, he didn't. He broke out of Azkaban to get revenge on Pettigrew. It wasn't about Harry at all. Alright, but it sort of became about Harry once he escaped Azkaban. Maybe his initial reaction was, I've got to kill Pettigrew. But once he escaped Azkaban and started going around Hogwarts and seeing how much Harry had grown and how he was his own man, I think it became about, oh, I, I should do this to protect Harry too because he knows that Pettigrew is at Hogwarts in hiding. Look, I the only thing I can think of to argue against Sirius is to be like, well, Sirius never cared about Harry. He only cared about James, and he just saw James in Harry. <laughs> but, but that completely invalidates any argument I could possibly make. Exactly. So I can't say that. <laughs> um, and that's not uh, true. We know that Sirius did care about Harry as well. Yeah. But he, de he definitely saw James in Harry, but it's not the same way that Snape saw Lily in Harry. Yeah. Because Sirius was not insane. <laughs> Um, well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> well. <sighs> okay, read me the definition of bravery again. Uh, the one I had written down was showing yeah. mental or moral strength in the face of danger or peril. Okay, I don't think that Sirius showed mental or moral strength in the face of danger because I think Sirius was so reckless and so self-destructive that he 
always just threw himself into danger and didn't care about the consequences and was never thinking about risk. He had no sense of self-preservation, so <laughs> I disagree. Not brave. Maybe when he was a young, like, wild teenager. But in his later years, it's evident that Sirius has a level of calculation about him. When he was, like, skulking around Hogwarts as a dog, he was trying to find ways to get a pedigree by using Crookshanks and, th- and sneaking in and stealing the passwords and things like that. When Harry was entered into the trial as a tournament and seeking Sirius's advice, Sirius was telling him how to approach fighting a dragon and things like that using a smart strategy. Yep. You got me. You, <laughs> di- you did it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I guess Sirius has a reckless through your incredible- <laughs> But he doesn't have a complete abandon for self-preservation. He still can think about how to approach a situation. <laughs> yep. Look, I guess through your incredible arguing skills, you've convinced my un—you've convinced me that Sirius is braver than Snape. Because previously, I believed Snape was braver than Sirius. You sound so dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to know, like listeners. I record at my desk, and there's not usually a mirror here, <laughs> but I went to my room and I brought a mirror out because I wanted to be able to look in my eyes and see the disappointment <laughs> while I was recording this episode. <laughs> oh, God, you're such a dramatic hoe. All right. Albus Lupin Potter. You were named after my father's best friend who lived his life as a werewolf in a world that didn't want anything to do with people of his kind. He defied Greyback, the werewolf who changed him. He tried to recruit werewolves to the side of the Order during the war, going into a community that hated and despised him and wanted him dead, and still trying to pull them over to the side of the good good guys. He participated in the Seven Potters Plan. He was a veteran of the Battle of Hogwarts and the First Wizarding War. He listened to his friend, who he believed had betrayed one of his best friends and gotten them killed, rather than jumping straight into arresting him or fighting him. He got married and had a kid in a world that did not want him to do that at all. That's it. This one hurts. <laughs> this hurts me. Okay. Lupin versus Snape. Lupin, look, Lupin faced a lot of hatred and discrimination in his life. He was part of a minority group that was treated unfairly for no reason, and I have no reason to be personally invested in his storyline but <laughs> rough you know you know what like sometimes people hate people for no reason just because of like traits about them that they were born that way <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything okay where am i going with this um yeah snape snape was also discriminated against how so he faced um unfair bias and hatred because he was a Slytherin, and everyone hates Slytherin. Was it because he and was a the Slytherin, same. <laughs> or because he was hanging out with blood elitist assholes? <laughs> I was more referring to when he was a teacher, oh. and like Harry, Ron, and Hermione, they always just assume he's evil because of how he looks, and they always just treat him really badly. <laughs> Maybe it's because Snape's a fucking dick, <laughs> and in the first potions lesson, takes like what fifty points from Gryffindor for Harry like 
apparently not listening in the lesson. It was when, three. Three, yeah, sorry. He takes three points from Gryffindor because Harry can't answer a question that a fifth year wouldn't be able to answer. And is just a dick to them from the very beginning because they're Gryffindors. <laughs> and he hates them because he hates but Harry. But the only reason that <laughs> the only reason he behaves like that is because he's been twisted and made bitter by all the unfair discrimination he's faced throughout his life. You're right, you know, you're right, you're so right. If you've you've been discriminated against, it's truly the bravest thing that you can do to discriminate against other innocent children. You're so right, I'm sorry. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a true thing that I believe. Yeah, there's no, like, you know, growing past your difficulties and learning to see the other person's point of view and being a better influence on the world than what was given to you. No, that's for pussies. Let's let's go the brave way and just mock and belittle and make life hell for children who had nothing to do with torturing me in the past. It's brave to keep going <laughs> when everyone wants to drag you down. <laughs> Fuck off. You're right, it is brave to keep going when people have dragged you down. You know who I think of when I, when you say that? I think of Remus fucking Lupin, who... That's weird. <laughs> Why would you think of Lupin? Because... When clearly, <laughs> Snape is the one who's been treated unfairly throughout his life. But through no fault of his own. <laughs> God. <sighs> Not because he was studying dark magic and hanging out with future Death Eaters and becoming a Death Eater himself and No. No, that had nothing Why to would do with that it. matter. <laughs> Why would that be something that I should take into consideration when forming my opinion of Snape? <sighs> Alright, here's an easier one for you. Thank you. Albus Peter Potter. You were named after a friend of my father who became an animagi to help his friend during his transformations into a werewolf. He hesitated before trying to kill me. <laughs> Those two things. Those two things. Um, okay. Helped his friend. Um, when has Snape helped a friend? Um... <laughs> when has Snape had a friend? <laughs> Um, all I can think of is Dumbledore. That's not a friend. According to Pottermore, Dumbledore is Snape's dearest friend. Oh, fuck off. No, that's a real thing that it says. According to Jem, Snape is Dumbledore's bitch. That's the real facts. (laughs) Dumbledore says, do this, Snape, and Snape's like, fuck off. And Dumbledore's like, remember, I know the truth about Lily and how you feel about her. And Snape's like, and just runs off and does it. That's the facts. That's so brave of him. Snape helping... Snape sacrificing something or being selfless to help a friend. Hmm. That's a tough one, Jim. Um, I don't think he's ever done that. <laughs> what about hesitating before harming Harry? There was no hesitation when he killed Dumbledore, his dearest friend. <laughs> um, Think of the times he's insulted Harry, given Harry detention, told Harry to get out of his office. Did he ever hesitate in those actions? No, he was always <laughs> fucking ready. <laughs> he was he was looking for the chance. There was, in the fifth book, uh, Umbridge is like, give me some Veritaserum so I can interrogate Harry Potter. 
And Snape's like, yeah, here you go, bitch. And he just gives her some water so that she can't really interrogate him. But Harry doesn't drink it anyway because he's not an idiot. But then, like, Umbridge is like, give me some more Veritaserum. And Snape's like, I ran out. So that was a time when he was protecting Harry. Was he protecting Harry or doing what Dumbledore said? Look, sometimes those two don't have to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> I'm just saying. it's You can do two things at once. I'm just saying it's quite telling that. We're dissecting a character who betrayed Harry and his parents and almost tried to kill Harry, Peter Pettigrew, and somehow him hesitating before killing Harry is enough debate to put him up against Snape, who's supposedly the bravest man that Harry ever knew. I I just, I'm trying to think of a time when Snape has hesitated before hurting someone, <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting facts. My next move. This one would be more difficult for you as well. <clears throat> Albus Minerva Potter. You were named after. Oh, no. <laughs> you were named after the best. <laughs> my, my main bitch. I love her. <laughs> you were named after the best woman to ever exist. <laughs> she went. <laughs> yes. True facts. She went to the aid of Hagrid and Trelawney's defense against the tirade of Umbridge's power at Hogwarts, even though she wasn't too fond of Trelawney. She personally fought Voldemort and Snape, his Voldemort's protege. She prioritized students and especially my safety throughout my time at Hogwarts. She stood up to the Carrows when they tried to torture and harm the students of Hogwarts. And she is a seasoned war veteran in both the major wizarding wars. Wow, here we go. Okay, when McGonagall stood up to the Carrows and uh, was protecting the students, that was just her doing her job. That wasn't being brave. You think she didn't care just... at all about what was going on? You think that, like, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say she didn't care. I just said that it was her job. It was her job, but I think it was also. <laughs> what she felt was the right thing to do. <laughs> Look, I don't know what she feels. <laughs> maybe. Maybe so. Uh, um, I think she made it pretty clear so, to the Caro, um, the brother. Was it Electo? No. What was the name of the brother? Amicus and Electo or whatever. The Amicus, when he was telling her to fuck off, basically, and she said that he's a little shit who tortures and harms the students that she won't stand for it. Yeah, he's just a piece of garbage shit. Yeah. It's not worth her. Um, that's the exact quote, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, back off! I don't give a crap about you. That, but in the Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Minerva's so good. No, she's not. Snape's better than McGonagall. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, when... When McGonagall was standing up to the Carrows, that was just her basic doing her job. But um, Snape stood up to Umbridge. I said that already. It required, like, the same level of um, dedication to his job. And also Dumbledore told him to do it. So there was another layer to that. That makes it less brave, in Uh, my opinion. Yep, I realized that as I said it. (laughs) Minerva needed no... She completely acted independently by standing up for Hagrid and Trelawney. And by standing up for Hagrid, too, she was personally attacked and put in hospital. Was Snape ever personally attacked because he stood up for someone else? No. Um, what were some other things Minerva did? 
uh, just being a great, I guess. war veteran fought Voldemort herself, and she fought Snape as well. She prioritizes the safety of students and Harry um, in several instances. I'm thinking personally of like the fourth book when she said that Harry should be pulled out of the tournament uh, because he's not a sack of meat. <laughs> the quote from the movie, that is. And said that putting Harry like a piece of meat, <laughs> a sack of meat. <laughs> she said that putting Harry in the Dursley home was unethical because these people were awful. Um, Snape, sometimes Snape, according to the books, always prioritized Harry of D. I don't remember a time from the fourth movie when he said that Harry should be offered up as bait for apparently no fucking reason. Why would he do that? <laughs> He said that in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that happening. I think instead, <laughs> Snape always wanted to protect Harry, and that is what he did. Uh, okay. Look, sometimes when you say things, they're just true. That's just the way it is. It's, it's really not. That's that's not how things work. <laughs> All right, uh, Albus Hedwig Potter. You were named after my closest friend and treasured pet who always supported me, even when I was grumpy and short with her. She literally died for me. Um, animals can't be brave because they're not sentient enough. We already established We've talked about owls before and how owls have a special connection between wizards. They are smart. They understand language. I've run out of brave shit that Snape's done, okay? (laughs) I've run out of things to say. All the other stuff is like Snape bravely prepared Wolfsbane potion for Lupin even though he didn't like him, even though that was his fucking job! That wasn't brave! That was his job! (laughs) I wish I could see you right now. Look, did Snape ever die for Harry? No. (laughs) I can see me in the mirror. (laughs) Did Snape ever die for Harry? No. Did Snape ever um, be nice to someone even though they were mean to him? No. What was the other thing? I don't know. Carry mail? No. Snape's never done anything that useful. <laughs> okay. Next. Albus... <laughs> anyway, he's brave, I guess. Albus Crookshanks Potter. You were named after a very, very clever cat who exposed the traitor. Stop saying animals! <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the last one. I'm pretty sure. No, wait, it's not. <laughs> Gem. <laughs> Gem. Did Snape ever expose a traitor? Snape, um handed over uh, Charity Burbage to Voldemort. She was kind of a traitor. She was like... A traitor to Voldemort, maybe. (laughs) Because she believed that muggles were equal. Yeah, she was the muggle wizards. (laughs) Yeah, she was kind of like a traitor to wizard guy. Or one could say an (laughs) anti-fascist. Yep. I would call that a traitor to... Oh my god. You are grasping at not even straws. You're grasping at fucking like. I'm grasping at my own throat, trying to rip it out of my body. Alright, I'm gonna do a speed round. Albus Victor Potter, you were named after a young man who defied his mentor Igor Karkarov and dated a muggle born just because he liked her. You were named after this man who competed in the Triwizard Tournament and was against fascism and dark arts, even though he went to a school which supported those values. Albus Fleur Potter, you named after someone who competed in the Triwizard Tournament, who stood up to her future mother-in-law, Mrs. Weasley, 
who competed in Seven Potter's Plan and was a veteran in the Battle of Hogwarts. Albus Cedric Potter, you were named after a young man who said the Quidditch game needed a rematch because I fell off my broom and it wasn't fair, who competed in the Triwizard Tournament, who died fighting Voldemort and gave Harry the clue about the egg. Um, look. <laughs> Snape was a great guy, okay. Was he braver than Fleur, Crumb, or, or Cedric? Snape had a really bad childhood, look. What does that have to do with anything? He was like a neglected boy. I'm talking about the, bra- the bravery of the champions. Um, he, he was in unrequited love with someone who married his school bully, and, you know, his double... His life as a double agent was stressful. Um, I'm just reading from Pottermore because I've run out of words. Okay, what I've talked about, like, um, you know, defying <laughs> the values that you grew up with. That's Victor Crumb. I've talked about um, standing up to people that you want respect from, like Mrs. Weasley. That's Fleur Delacour. And being a war veteran as well. And I've talked about Cedric Diggory, who was so honourable and so fair in how he... Uh, competed in sport and lived his life, and he died fighting Voldemort himself. So, things like that. So Snape didn't do <laughs> Snape didn't do any of those things. That's why I'm just yeah. talking about other All bullshit. Right, I'll move on. <laughs> Snape never did anything good. <laughs> he was the bravest man <laughs> I ever knew. He never did anything that was good. Those two statements are fucking true at the same time, is my argument right, now, I um, guess. Albus Mad-Eye Moody Potter. You were named after a wizened and grizzled aura who fought dark wizards and captured a lot of Death Eaters and sent them to Azkaban. He was loyal to Dumbledore and to me. He died fighting Voldemort personally and survived incapacitation and torture for nine months under the hand of a Death Eater. Look, what's braver? Okay, what is the bravest of these two options? So one is to not be a dark wizard. One is to dedicate your entire life to fighting against the dark arts to, you know, to protect people and, uh, you know, putting dark wizards in jail, stopping people like Voldemort from taking over, fighting Death Eaters, fighting in a war. Or is it braver to... Never stand up for anything or anyone, become a dark wizard, practice the dark arts, torture and hurt people, be responsible for the deaths of innocent lives, including your loved ones, but then be like, no, I'm going to stop doing that because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> which, which of those two is the bravest? According to JK Rowling and myself, the answer is clear. It's Snape. Snape's a brave guy. He did braveness. I think the first one is braver. <laughs> if your motivations nah. if your motivations for stopping being a murderous asshole is I don't want to go to jail and I don't want my wet dream from 15 years ago to die, that isn't brave. <laughs> I think it is brave. I don't have a reason why anymore. <laughs> Albus Aragog Potter, you were named after a giant-ass spider who was falsely accused of murder, but also told myself and my friends about a mystery that we were trying to solve. Yeah, he tried to kill me, but he was upfront about it. 
Um, was Snape braver than a big spider who tried to kill Harry? Hmm. Look, it's it requires bravery to scream slurs at the people that you love. I'll give you that Aragog uh... maybe was brave, but I will argue that Aragog was more useful than Snape. Because he still gave them information <laughs> that he needed to solve the mystery <laughs> and save the school. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did Snape ever give something, give Harry something he needed? Uh, he gave him Gryffindor's sword. So fuck you, that was one useful thing he did in his pathetic excuse for a life. <laughs> all right, all right. What side am I arguing for? I've forgotten. You, you made a good argument there. Okay. I'm going to do another speed round. Albus Slughorn Potter. You were named after an enthusiastic professor who refused Voldemort and his Death Eaters when they tried to convince him to come back to, to, come to their side and make potions for them. He came back to no, teach No, no, no. Not back to his side. Slogon was never on Voldemort's side, unlike some other people. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I misspoke. You're correct. He came back to teaching, even though he'd made a mistake and felt horribly guilty and uh, exposed about it. He was not prejudiced, even though he grew up in an environment which would have made him prejudiced. And he created incentives and saw talent in his, in his pupils and wanted to help them to achieve their goals. Now, compare that to Snape's teaching method of uh, just being a fuckhead, and <laughs> you'll see that really it's it's brave. It's brave to mistreat your students, to like constantly belittle them, um, to try and poison their pets. You know, that's yeah, it's brave because then all the students will dislike you, and. That's brave. And then jokes on them when you when they realise that uh, oh you were actually doing it for some kind of nice reason maybe until you think about it a few years later and you're like actually no that was a fucked reason for doing all of that shit yeah no yeah that's, jokes on them yeah that's such a brave motive um, <sighs> yeah being. It's it's bothering me that earlier on in this episode you established that we're not supposed to be using the C word because it keeps coming to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, being just a real unpleasant bag of crap um, <laughs> is brave as compared to just being a good professor and, like, teaching your students and, you know... Slughorn also discriminated against students. Uh... What am I... What point am I making? He didn't discriminate against students. He had favorite students. That's not discrimination. Snape also had favorite students. But the difference is... They're basically the same. The difference is, Snape did have favorite students, but he treated every other student as if they were, like, scum under his shoe or worse. Slughorn had favorite students, and yes, he might have forgotten the names of other students, but he wasn't actively cruel to them. No better than Snape. <laughs> He did one thing that was, like, kind of shitty, and that makes him not a good person. That's that's the rule for Slughorn. But for Snape, if he did one thing that was kind of not shitty, it makes him the best and bravest, and bravest man, man that Harry ever knew. Whoever lived. Whoever did introduce himself to one Harry James Potter. 
It was Snape, the bravest man. I've, I've, Snape, I've, please free me from this hell. I've forgotten. How did Snape introduce himself to one Harry Potter? Can you enlighten me on that? Oh, yeah. He um embarrassed him in front of class, took three house points from him, and basically, with every dulcet tone in his voice, inflicted upon Harry the idea that I hate you <laughs> on his first day at school. But, <laughs> but remember when Snape was like, Hey, what's a powdered root of asphodel oh, or whatever the fuck? Did you know? <laughs> did you I know, do know. <laughs> that if you look up, <laughs> if you look up the meanings of all those fucking, fucking roots plants, and plants, and it says <laughs> apparently he was trying to tell Harry that I deeply regret Lily's death. Did you know that Snape uses the secret language of flowers to communicate his true motivations? Because that's a true thing that really matters and we should take into consideration. I wish I had a mirror to see my face right now. To see how fucking exhausted I am at hearing that weird deconstruction of language. That's not Snape. That's J.K. Rowling. That's J.K. Rowling being clever and leaving a clue there. That's not Snape talking. That's no, <laughs> no. That was Snape. That was Snaping a secret message to the person he hates more than anyone, and would about and would absolutely kill himself if he, if if Harry ever found out that Snape was in love with his mother. <laughs> because hey, do you reckon if Harry was a girl, Snape would want to fuck her? Yes, I do. I reckon it'd be like a Peter Bayless, Sansa Stark sort of situation. Yep, you know what's brave? That! It's really not. That's brave! It's sickening. It made me just, like, vomit in my mouth. Like, I actually felt mm. my pumpkin soup re-emerge up my throat. Albus Peeves Potter. You were named after a top lad who fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. He was a mischievous little thing and made Umbridge's life hell. Albus Tonks Potter. You were named after a wonderful woman who trained to be an aura, a dark wizard catcher. She was a war veteran in the Battle of Ministry and died fighting against Voldemort and his, and his servants. She did a lot of spy work during my sixth year at Hogwarts, risking her employment and even her life because she could have been sent to Azkaban for, if she'd been found out by Fudge and his associates. Snape, she married, Snape did that too. She married Remus Lupin and mothered his child in a world that did not want her to do that because it was apparently unsafe to do that with a werewolf. Yep. Werewolves are dangerous and violent. And that's the thing that's true. Remember when Snape was like, I'm just going to put aside my... No, he's not. I'm going to pursue my deeply personal vendetta, and I'm going to chase Sirius and Lupin down underneath the Shrieking Shack. And I'm going to confront them and scream nonsense at them and refuse to hear sense. That was a brave thing. I've lost track of why. Something to do with facing a werewolf? I forgot. What were we talking about? Yeah. Tonks. Yeah. Um, It's not brave to love a werewolf in a world where everyone thinks they're violent, evil creatures. It's brave to try and protect three teenagers from a werewolf. Kind of, I guess. But we know that not all werewolves are violent and horrible creatures, especially Lupin. Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> Snape Snape knew that Lupin was dangerous because he didn't drink his Wolfsbane potion, and Snape knew that because he was the one who had the Wolfsbane potion. <laughs> I actually made a point. <sighs> Alright, fine. 
All right, but <laughs> holy shit, I did it! Spice. Honks was a, was a spy. Yeah, Snape was at the a Ministry spy. of Magic when she could have lost her job and sent to Azkaban for doing that when she was a spy for the Order. Sent to Azkaban, murdered by Voldemort. Those are the same. Snape's a brave, brave spy, braver than Tonks. I'd rather be murdered by Voldemort than sent to Azkaban. I don't know about you. I would rather die than be depressed. No, there's a difference between being depressed and being so lifeless, like you can't, you don't even have a soul. It's just there's a difference. Let's table this. <laughs> this episode's grim enough. Got anything to say about Peeves? I didn't say anything about Peeves. Think it's obvious to anyone who's read the book that Peeves is the bravest character. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, just when you said Peeves fought in the Battle of Hogwarts, I was just so stunned by that truth. <laughs> you did. That I just didn't say anything. He's a war veteran. <laughs> Peeves fought in the Battle of Hogwarts. He defended Hogwarts and the students. Can you think of a time when Snape has fought in a battle to defend someone? Um, I can't. <laughs> Oh, he was um, the poltergeist, when... notoriously known for throwing bathroom sinks at eleven-year-olds. Braver than Snape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, remember a time when Snape saved someone in a battle? Yes, I do. In the first chapter, whatever. In one of the early chapters of the Deathly Hallows, when they do the Seven Potters thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, George, you were attacked and your ear got sliced off. Who did it? <laughs> it was Snape. And everyone's like, Snape saved George's life. He saved his life by cutting off his ear with Sectumsempra instead of cutting his fucking body off. And like, hmm, which is more, which is more likely? Is it likely that Snape deliberately <laughs> cut off someone's ear while fucking zooming around in midair? on a broom or is it more likely that he just misaimed the spell and was actively trying to kill George to keep his cover as a death eater because he doesn't give a crap about anyone's life except Harry Potter I believe the second one (laughs) I believe the first because Snape is a brave brave soldier boy hums marching home oh god don't you quote Iroh at me don't make me emotional alright I'm gonna do another speed round Albus Creature Potter, you were named after a house elf who tried to destroy a horcrux, a piece of Voldemort's soul. He drank the potion of despair. He forgave me for treating him unkindly and became a very loyal friend. He realized that it wasn't okay to call people blood traders and mudbloods and changed his attitudes. Albus Aberforth Potter, you were named after a man who helped the students of Hogwarts when they needed it the most. He helped his brother, even though he hated him. He cared for his sister, even though she was volatile and dangerous at times, but he was her greatest friend and companion. He also helped me get into Hogwarts when I needed him the most to do so. Albus Mrs. Fig Potter. (laughs) You were named after a squib who worked for the Order against Death Eaters and Voldemort to protect me when she had no magic of own to defend herself. She also testified in my defense against the Ministry of Magic, who an, an environment which she clearly had never been inside before, in, in a society where she was discriminated against. Look, has Snape ever done something like forgive someone 
give up on his hateful attitudes, protect someone when he was literally powerless, if anyone ever found him out. Hmm. I forget the middle thing he said, but it was also true. Oh yeah, Dumbledore. Um, Protect the students of Hogwarts. I've heard people say before that Snape protected the students of Hogwarts from Amicus and Electo during the seventh year. Where's the fucking evidence for that? <laughs> I don't remember that part of the story. Alright. Let's pretend he did. Is it brave to protect the students from the Death Eaters that you brought into Hogwarts and that you have control over as principal? Hmm. No. <laughs> um. Thank you for filling in my argument for me. Um, no. All of those people are not brave and Snape is. Uh, as for changing values, like I said with Creature, wasn't there a point when looking through Snape's memories in later years, I think when he's being a spy for Dumbledore, when I think it's Draco or something who calls someone a mudblood, and uh, Snape says, don't use that word. Or am I mistaken? I feel like that does happen, but is that because Snape changed his attitudes to mudbloods, or is it because that's now his trigger word? Yeah, because, in terms of um, what he said triggered. to Yeah. Remember the trauma, the trauma that Snape suffered when he called Lily a racial slur and she got mad and stopped being friends with him because he was a racist piece of shit. I um, imagine the yeah, trauma that was Lily suffered <laughs> when she was called no. a racist slur by the one person who'd been her friend since the beginning and had introduced her to this wonderful world and was now turning her back on her. Oh, is that brave? Is it brave to experience racism or is it brave to be a racist? I think the answer's clear. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Ten. Help me, Jim. Help me. <laughs> Albus, I just, I don't have a, like, a little blurb written here. I just have underlined and capitalized the Weasleys. And you can pick any one of them. And they're Albus, all braver than Snape. The Weasleys, bottom. <laughs> they're all braver than Snape. I'm not even going to list some things, but we can all fill in the blanks ourselves. Like, Tocarian, war veterans, a loving, supportive family, constantly making sacrifices for their children, for each other. They're a brave folk. Ooh, but are they braver than Snape? Yes. <laughs> I've literally, I've run out of things. What's a brave thing Snape did? Was anything he ever did brave? No. <laughs> You're not good at arguing for your position, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Alright, another speed round. Albus Neville Potter. They were named after a young man who stood up to his friends, which is often harder than standing up to your enemies. He survived a difficult household and thrived and became a young man in his own right. He lived with the burden of his parents' insanity. He stood up to Crabbe and Goyle in his, when he was 11 year old and actually punched him in the face, even though they were probably seven times his size. Everything he did in seventh year. He fought in the DA and the Battle of the Ministry as a war vet veteran. He fought Death Eaters in Book Six when uh, barely anyone from the DA showed up to help. He destroyed a Horcrux and stood up to Voldemort personally. Albus Snape's bravery was staggering. He was always viewed as the cartoon bad guy, yet Are what you... he furtively did for Harry along the way was his tragic secret. 
One nobody would be likely to figure out. You're reading Pottermore. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Can you believe that Pottermore wrote the sentence, Snape's bravery was staggering? (laughs) I I hate reading Pottermore. It's it's so... Someone... It's just... It's such a, like... Someone unironically wrote that. (laughs) It's so not objective. It's not an objective source. It's just so weird. Uh, All right. It's just... I'm going to continue. <laughs> Albus Hagrid Potter, you were named after a man who saved me as an infant from the wreck of my home. He cared for and loved me from my first year of Hogwarts to my last year of Hogwarts and then some. He lived as a half-giant in a world where people like him just didn't exist and didn't thrive. He stood up for, for Buckbeak on trial in an environment where he was so uncomfortable and so unprepared for, but he still tried his best. He fought for Hogwarts and Dumbledore. He got sent to Azkaban when he was falsely accused of reopening the Chamber of Secrets and suffered in there for a month or two. He taught himself magic as best as he could. He participated in several po- Seven Potters' plan. He tried to convince the Giants to join Dumbledore's side, putting himself at great injury and risk. And in the Forbidden Forest in the seventh book, he carried my corpse back to everyone because he didn't want... Oh, well, it was a brave thing to do. <laughs> Albus... Okay. Because it was a brave thing to do. Okay, no. Look, you said lots of things about Hagrid, but I want to concentrate on two of them. The first one was that he went into Harry's destroyed house after Voldemort had killed James and Lily, and he rescued Harry. And then he later, seven years, oh, 17, seven, 16 years later, carried Harry's corpse out of the Forbidden Forest and was like crying, and it was super tragic. Yeah. Now, which which is braver? Those things, or going into the Potter's house and ignoring the screaming traumatized child and just cradling the corpse of a woman who never loved you. Ooh, um... <laughs> I think Snape I, is a brave man. I can't... You're not even trying anymore. You're just describing how much of a piece of fucking piss Snape is. A crusty, I'm shitty, like, little piece of grime. Sniveling I'm in the dark. Saying, I am saying the things that the story portrays as tragic and brave. Oh, he gosh. cradles, he grabs Lily's dead body and holds it to his chest and starts crying while Lily's child is in the background. <laughs> Who's comforting the baby? <laughs> The baby! <laughs> no one! <laughs> because Snape is ignoring the screaming baby! <laughs> so brave. Jim! <laughs> He's the bravest man I ever knew! Albus <sighs> Luna Potter. You are named after a charming young woman who had no friends but had fun anyway, just being herself. She was participated in Dumbledore's army and the Battle of the Ministry, as well as the Battle of Hogwarts. She was kidnapped and tortured, but still went back to Hogwarts after that huge ordeal because she knew that her friends needed her. She helped Harry find a Horcrux and supported Harry in fifth year when he was having a hard time. Snape had a bad childhood. He didn't have any friends. Just like Luna, Snape is brave. Even though when Snape didn't have any friends, he turned into an asshole. Luna wasn't an asshole. 
Yep, that's brave. It's brave to be a shit lord. <laughs> Instead of just being kind to everyone, even when they do cruel things to you. Mm-hmm. It's brave to be a shit lord. I'm going to bring in the big guns now. These are my last uh, three characters, four characters, sorry. My last four characters, the big ones. All right. I'm, I'm really betting that you've got a certain character because I have something I want to say about them. <laughs> okay. Albus Ronald Potter. <laughs> you were named after my best friend who on several occasions comes to my aid in a physical fist fight, even though we're fucking wizards. <laughs> he helps me uh, yeah. defeat He helps me defeat a mountain troll. He faced the Chamber of Secrets to save his sister. He helped me throughout all my adventures in Hogwarts. He faced up to a known murder, murderer, Sirius Black, and said that if Sirius wanted to kill me, he would have to go through him first. He participated in the Seven, yeah. in the seven Potters plan. He was a war veteran of the Battle of Hogwarts, a member of the DA. He fought in the Battle of the Ministry. He destroyed a Horcrux himself. And in Seventh Book, when he left us, he came back. And that was a brave thing to do. Yep. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm sick of this. Yeah, Ron was braver than Snape. Fuck Snape. Albus Hermione Potter. You were named after yes! my best friend. <laughs> Who also helped me and my friends solve every mystery throughout our years at Hogwarts. Who slapped Malfoy in the fucking face, even though she's a wizard and could have used magic to destroy him. She destroyed a Horcrux herself. She practically founded the DA. She <laughs> made she made a apologies potion when she was fucking twelve years old. She was part of the Seven Potters plan and a veteran of the Battle of Hogwarts and the Battle of the Ministry. Always stood up for her beliefs and never caved to pressure. <laughs> Mine is a boss bitch. Snape is a little bitch. Albus, mm. Lily, or James Potter. <laughs> you were yes! named after my parents, who fought in the First Wizarding War, protected and supported their friend Remus. James saved Snape's life, even though he hated him. Lily defended Snape from bullying, even though he called her a racist slur. They both gave their lives okay. to protect their son. James planned to fight Voldemort off with his fists so that Lily and Harry could have time to escape. And Lily didn't move when Voldemort himself stood in front of her and told her to step aside. She did not move. And now let's compare those two incredibly brave 21-year-olds. They were 21 when they died. Let's compare them to the bravest man Harry ever knew. Snape died looking into Harry's eyes, the eyes of the boy who survived because the woman he loved died, the eyes of the boy who looked like the spitting image of his father, the man who bullied him, then married the love of his life. Imagine having to look into those eyes in that moment, the eyes that both pained you intensely and yet made you feel love more than anything in the world. Snape's final moments are perhaps the bravest we saw of any character. <laughs> Who wrote Pottermore? I want to kick them in the ass. <laughs> like, I need to find them. Who, who are they? I want to expose them. And that, like, I just... Who is she? I... <laughs> oh, it's just... It, it's physically upsetting to just hear... It's so... Yuck. Yuck. I can't even... <laughs> Oh, it's so soppy and just oh, I hate it. 
Snape's final moments are perhaps the bravest we saw of any character. Snape's final moments? Really? He he looked at him. He looked, that's not a brave action. He tried to run when Voldemort was like, I'm going to kill you. He wasn't quick enough. A snake got him. A snake got him. And then he looked at a boy. That's not not brave. (laughs) And then he was like, he was like, take my memories because I want to be posthumously absolved of all the bad shit I ever did. Fucking hell. Is that as brave as James fucking Potter realizing that you know who was at the door? His wife and he don't stand a chance against the Dark Lord himself. He tells his wife, grab our son and go, just get out of here. He doesn't even grab his wand. He just goes down the stairs. He knows that he has no chance against Voldemort anyway. And he tells Voldemort to get back and get out. Yeah. That's, that's he not tried to fight Voldemort with his bare hands. <laughs> Do you remember when Snape was like, hey, you can kill James and Harry, just leave Lily, just spare yeah. Lily. Isn't he so fucking brave? Isn't he the bravest guy you've ever fucking met? Just spare my fucking cum dumpster, my fucking wet dream from when I was 15, because I still want a banger, but I don't give a shit about her husband Did you just describe Lily as a cum dumpster? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of- it. what's the word? Spank bank? Is that what- <laughs> that in the episode <laughs> it's pretty pretty graphic <laughs> children listening i guess maybe i don't know come dumpster i don't think so <laughs> it's good for- <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful phrase um <laughs> God. um can you-, <laughs> can you hear my fucking wheezing <laughs> Yeah, see, that's my throat closing. <laughs> I can't breathe because all these words about Snape keep coming out. It's killing me. I have one more. One more character. <laughs> this is it. This is the final stand. The last cookie yep. in the jar. Alright. Albus Harry Potter. You were named after me because everything I do is fucking brave. I'm great. <laughs> Look, you got me. <laughs> well, listeners, I've been Jem. <laughs> You're convinced that Snape is a cum dumpster host. <laughs> I've been Rhea. And JK Rowling is holding me hostage. Send help. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. You can send us an email at 9andthreequarterspodcast at gmail.com, find us on Tumblr at podcast9andthreequarters.tumblr.com, or talk to us separately on Twitter. Rhea is at SmashMathRia, and me, Jem, is at Jem underscore JustGem. Please feel free to send theories or ask us questions and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of our art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was Snape's Demise by Alexandra Desplat, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. You hear from us again in two weeks' time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 